0: Joel, back in the basement again. And I really hate flying, like with all of my heart. Not just flying, but I hate airports. Like I don't, I don't hate train stations. I don't hate bus stations. No, I kind of hate bus stations. They're pretty nasty, but airports are the worst place on earth. But it's good to be back. For those of you listening, I hope everything's going well. Things are going okay on my end. I've been watching the Premier League like really heavy this year. I'm a Newcastle United supporter and earlier today we just smashed Tottenham six to one. It was great. It was really, really, really great. If you're into soccer slash football, you understand that. If not, my team won. That's all that needs to be known. Uh, yeah, getting into Premier League is actually great. It's all the games are super early on Saturday and Sunday. Sometimes they're on like weekday afternoons. So that leaves me time to still do stuff after the fact Like usually when I watch f- football, NFL or even college like you're so into the game when all of the games are done on Saturday or Sunday your whole day is shot which is fine because that's what you want to be doing but if you're drinking by the time you're done it's like eight you're hungover. you're just done Premier League is so early that it's weird if I drink so I just watch the games it's cool I can watch post game wrap-ups because everything's happening in London it's like five hours ahead and I still have my whole day ahead of me and when football comes back and college football comes back I have plenty of time to do all that as well. So now it's, when is it? What what month are we? It's April. We have NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs. I get Premier League. It's like one of the best times for sports. Also, you know, baseball started back up, which I've been slacking off on. So it's a good time to be in the sports. I get it all. My shows are coming back. Barry is back on. If you've never watched it, it's amazing. Bill Bill Hader. Um, I'm trying to watch Succession, too. It's the last season, but it was already spoiled for me on some random IG account I found. It was, it was like a foodie IG account that spoiled Succession for me. It was ridiculous. So that totally fucked me. So now I got to watch it, but I'm not even enthused to watch it, but whatever. So in terms of, you know, hobbies and interest entertainment wise, I'm in a pretty good spot. Let's give you a quick catch up. Last week was really eventful. Um, I flew. That's why I started with how much I hated flying. Prior to getting on an airplane, I had a really good meeting with a connect I met through my wife, through a friend of my wife. So we were able to talk about the Moonlighters Agency. I was able to talk about her communications agency and just really have a positive conversation. I was talking with someone who got out of a toxic situation and started running their own business, and it's going really well. So it was cool. Hopefully there's synergy there. Hopefully we get some clients. Who knows? On Thursday, I flew out from D.C. to Boston to interview Easty Farm. Uh, I grew up in Boston. I love going to Boston. The city was a dump when I was a kid there and a teenager. Um, Now it's really good and gentrified. So walking around downtown and back bay is actually pretty nice and peaceful, beautiful weather. Um, I hate flying. I hate flying, I hate going to the airport by myself. It's just, it's depressing. I don't understand how people can just travel like that all the time, my wife does. And I thought I wanted to when I was in like high school, early 20s, I thought the traveling employees, that's where you want to go, that's where the money is. Like those consultants and all that stuff, I hate it. It's the worst. Like you get to the airport, unless you get there, I like to get there early so I don't have to rush around, but if you do have to rush, which I did this entire trip, by the time I got into the airport past security and I had TSA pre, which is great. By the way, I don't have clear. So having TSA pre I had to watch like 30 people go ahead of me with Claire ridiculous. Anyway, you get to the gate. I didn't have any time for anything. I like to at least have like a beer to relax or a drink to relax. I did have a drink, but I had to cram it down both going to Boston and coming back home to DC. It sucked. I had no time to just like catch my breath anyway. It's anxiety all over the place. Then you get on the plane, and I can never relax on planes. I can't sleep ever. I'm 6'2", so it's really hard for my knees to get comfortable on the flight. So it's, it's yeah, it's I, I'm just wired. And I used to be scared of planes crashing when I was a kid, but I know that's not the case now for the most part. So it's just anxiety. It's just being wide awake, knowing that I can't relax and shut my brain off. I hate it. Met someone really cool on the plane, though. I met this older black gentleman who's from Mississippi. We had a really good conversation. He wants to recruit me to be a Sigma, which is a fraternity, if you don't know. Historically black fraternity. But we had a really good talk, which kept my mind off the flight and how much I hate it. So it was good. For those of you who have never been, go to Boston. It's a really cool city. When I was growing up there, like Boston has a really bad rap, but it earned it. It earned its terrible reputation for racism. My mother grew up there, aunts, uncles, all of that. My grandmother moved up from South Carolina. I was born in 83, so by the time the 90s hit, from my experience, it was like everywhere else, blue-collar and white-collar racism. Blue-collar racism, I spent most of my time in Jamaica Plain, Roxbury, or Dorchester. Mostly black neighborhoods. Well, Dorchester's a mix. But Roxbury, for sure, I was there a lot. All my schools are in Roxbury. Christmas Attics, The Trotter, Latin Academy. Um, I used to go to the Chevron Center, which is an after-school thing. We played basketball there. I was there every day. All black. So it was typical black stuff, right? Like, I shouldn't say typical black stuff, but like inner-city shit you'd see in the movies all the time. Projects here, streets here, gangs here, drugs there. Good stuff happening here. Middle income families here. You just got to mix the shit. The thing about Boston at that time was their white. The white neighborhoods were exactly the same. So there were Irish neighborhoods in Southie, like the O'Connell League projects. There are there are neighborhoods in Charlestown where they were Westie, West Roxbury, Roslindale, where they were dealing with the same shit that we were and living exactly the same as we were. So projects, gangs, guns, knives, crime, good stuff, bad stuff, all of that. It's Just blue collar shit. And it was also races. So on top of being black, knowing that there's certain places I can't go and I should go be, based on who I know, certain projects I should go to or not go to. It was the same for going to different parts of town. So like going to Southie, we just didn't go. There was no reason for us to be there. And If you went there, it wouldn't end well for you. Uh, same for the Charles, same for Charlestown or vice versa. So like the city was just pretty fucked up. I didn't see most of Boston until I was like 30. I didn't know what most of it looked like. I never wanted to go to those neighborhoods. Eastie was like that. It was mostly Italian. You just didn't go to different. North End. You just didn't go there. It just wasn't a good idea. The city was dirty. Um, I like this tangent I'm going on, this historical tangent. It's supposed to be a weekly check-in, but whatever. We're here. Let's do it. Uh, the city was really filthy until... I remember Goodwill Hunting came out and I felt like shit started changing. I don't know if it's because of the movie, I'm not sure. But Boston was really nasty. And also Mayor Menino, who was mayor for like forever. So things started happening around the city. Vacant lots started to be fixed up, things started getting built. So there are parts of town that exist now that did not exist when I was a kid. The Seaport District wasn't a thing. It was just a big, massive parking lot by the water. Now it's a place where you can go and have like really good food and hang out, and it's young and it's fun. Most of the neighborhoods have been gentrified, so all the bad stuff you hear about South Boston, Charlestown, all those neighborhoods are like full of bankers now. So all that racism that people talk about in Boston, it was it was a real thing, but now it's not like that. Most of those people got priced out or sold, so they're gone. The black neighborhoods and Hispanic neighborhoods are further out from the center of the city, so those for the most part haven't been gentrified yet. They're pretty residential. You have to leave the city center to go there. Um, And there's not much there now, there is. And thanks to the Boston Ujima project, I'm seeing a lot more businesses get put into those areas. So they're still there. But in terms of going to Boston and being like, I'm not gonna go there, it's crazy racist, blah, blah, blah. That was the point. It's not like that anymore. It's a great place to go it's a good place to hang out it's a tiny city it's walkable it's like a little piece of europe it's really cool now the white collar racism is absolutely still there developers and shit like you'll meet people who are like millionaires and they're dressed wearing like (laughs) like the people who tie their sweaters around their pants there that there's a lot of that in boston there's a lot of what do they call those oh god i forgot that legacy legacy people yeah that legacy shit so like the harvard the whole family goes to harvard type deal that is in boston blue bloods that is still in boston so like developers i don't know man people who work with money finance politicians like john Kerry lives in beacon hill you you will meet some blue straight up like john worthington the eighth you'll meet somebody like that on the bus have no idea on the train or at a bar dressed normal as shit Controlling everything, that is still there. So in terms of comparing Boston to a New York or a Philly, it's nothing like New York. It's actually more like a Philly to me. There's not a lot of diversity in terms of shit to do. It's getting slightly better. But for the most part, people who have real property and real money, a bunch of blue bloods. And in terms of things they want in their spaces, types of events they have, you don't see a lot of diversity there. You don't see a lot of hip-hop spots and you know, shit like that. Because the money's really old and conservative, liberally conservative, which doesn't make sense, but you know what it did. So it's, yeah, it's a good spot. Plus, there's a ton of colleges in Boston. It's a fun place. Go there if you've never been there. I digress. I went there, had a great time. I was only there for like six hours. It's so small, though. I went there, got right to Back Bay, went shopping, went to Club Monaco. I hadn't been in Club Monaco in so long, I missed it. Bought a shirt for the interview we were going to do, I went to Salty Girl. Had a lobster roll. That shit was market price. I never do market price because it never works out the way I wanted it to. That it was like forty two dollars for a lobster roll. It was worth it. I don't care, man. It was hot. I always get the, the, the bread toasted and shit. Oh my god. I'm swearing a lot. Excuse me. But just remembering how good that lobster roll was, and I bought some oysters. Oh, it was amazing. Seafood, Boston. Only place. So it was cool, man. I, I I got to walk around and just relax. Um, the train still sucks in Boston. It's gotten worse. The orange line is pretty gross still. Got to jump on the orange line, then the blue line, and get to Eastie. Went and did my interview and met the Eastie farm crew, Conan and Jenny. It was awesome. We interviewed in in Greenhouse. Colgan met me there. East Boston's very interesting. It's not physically connected to rest Boston. I think I alluded to that a week ago, so you have to take a train there or go through tolls and sh- it's like it's not it was a bunch of I learned this during the interview, but it wasn't just one island it was a bunch of islands put together like a lot of Boston is landfill so Eastie's se- kind of separated and when I was growing up, I always thought it was just Italians living there um. And uh, notice I keep referring to ethnicity because that's just how Boston was. This is what we do. This is what we did. This neighborhood is that type of neighborhood. Whatever. It's changed, though. Now, like, it's trying to gentrify itself out. But there's tons of people from South America and Eastie. It doesn't feel like any other part of Boston. It's super unique. Folks from El Salvador, Colombia. It's pretty mixed. It's It's pretty cool. Families. Like, I like it. I like it a lot. And it's close to the airport. So we had the interview, the interview went really well. We talked about climate change and how we're all doomed and Easty farm and what they're doing to add, to support urban farming and to foster green spaces. After it, I walked right to the airport train station, caught a shuttle bus back to the depressing, awful, terrible airport, had some Woodford reserve for like $20. No, it was like fifteen bucks, thirteen bucks. I don't know. For a shot, it was a lot of damn money. Then headed home. I do the same thing every time. American Airlines. Hour or some change. Get to Boston. Get back. It's great. If you do go to Boston, don't catch Ubers. Either take the train or catch a cab. Just don't. It's it's ridiculous out there. DC, like, same. Just catch a cab. So had the interview. The interview went really well. Caught the flight home. Wife and baby were waiting for me. Uh, my little baby Zora was asleep. I think she was pissed that night. I think she woke up. Yeah, she woke up in the middle of the night, fed, and then proceeded to stay awake. Uh, for like an hour and a half at like four in the morning. I was up from four to like 5.30. It was terrible. And I got nothing done the next day. Oh, it was awful. I forgot about that. Yeah. She wasn't even crying. She was just up with her eyes wide open, smiling and laughing and talking to me. It would have been a beautiful moment had it not been 5 o'clock in the morning. It was bad. So, baby went to sleep. I woke up. Got nothing accomplished on Friday because I was so tired. But I don't work. I work on my own thing now. So, as sad as I was that I did not get anything done. I did not owe anyone else anything. So I didn't feel as guilty. Now I'm feeling pretty rested. I'm good to go for this next week. We got some stuff lined up. I'll be cleaning up a lot of content. I realize I'm not going to do a lot of direct sales. I think I may have talked about this before. I'm just going to use my content to draw conversations and then just personally reach out to folks and see if I can start there. So I have to clean up a lot of content. I've been going through showcase content when we used to do live showcases and figure out what to share from that. Really good stuff, getting some looks, getting some people reaching out and asking questions, which I really like. My wife is a, what is it, CPA? Yeah, then went to school for accounting and then now she's an investment. She's gonna be helping me with finances. If you knew us, you'd realize that could be a recipe for like success or absolute disaster. Our personalities are so different. I'm like, you know, if you listen to me for this, you know, I'm pretty chill, I'm easygoing. She's not. She's the opposite. She's mean. But she gets her shit done. So I respect it. Um, yeah, I don't know too many people who are fun who do finances and accounting, like who tell jokes and shit while balancing books, and you know, I don't I don't know that. I don't know if that's a thing. But uh she uh she's she's skilled. She knows what she's doing, and she's not gonna B S you. So it'll be good for me. I have a lot of editing coming up. We have this Easty Farm episode we're going to do. So, got to get that ready. ASAP. Um, and we have another Boston trip coming up in a couple weeks too, but that's a little further out. This week I'll be traveling to South Carolina. Hemingway, South Carolina, which is where my wife is from. It's the middle of nowhere, South Carolina. It's like, not woodsy, like West Virginia woodsy, like you hear about. Where it's scary and shit. It's just really rural. We're going to drive down super early in the morning on Wednesday, traveling, I mean, whatever, I don't like flying, but you know, shit, six to eight hours, and we're with a baby too, so we're gonna have to stop every three hours to get her some stretcher baby legs, Um, so it shouldn't be too bad, as long as it doesn't storm, we'll be fine, but we get to South Carolina, 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 Hang out with our folks. It's cool. I get to disconnect. I usually don't drink. So I get healthy. My liver thanks me. My kidneys. I'm not an alcoholic, but you know what I mean. I just chill. It's peaceful. So I don't, I doubt I'll get a lot of work done. I'll probably read books, which I need to do more of. But I will be there through Saturday. So Wednesday to Saturday, which is kind of shitty. My wife is there to like honor, to, like, present stuff to, like, honor students at her old high school, which is good. But, like, the NFL drafts on Thursday. Premier League is Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It's so rural. The internet's not crispy. It works, but it's not crisp. So that'll be sad. There's a really good barbecue spot where she grew up. It's called Rodney Scott's Barbecue. It's actually, like, nationally known. Really good. Uh, The guy who started his son made his own franchise based off that called scott's barbecue it's in atlanta charleston birmingham i think a few spots scott's barbecue really good if you're ever in that part of south carolina like everyone in the state knows about it rodney scott's barbecue all they do is just slow roast like slow cook hogs whole hog barbecue they do a lot of stuff too like thanksgiving they'll do turkeys um they've chicken there but literally just whole hog barbecue so good you just buy it by the pound. It's amazing. So I'll get some of that. Um. So yeah, it'll be good. When I used to travel, I used to feel like I was losing time. Like whenever I, since I've always been moonlighting till now, I always felt like if I wasn't working on my business in my free time, I was losing. But that's not the case. Like don't feel like that. It's th- don't look at everything like opportunity cost. Sometimes you just need to be doing other shit. I'm not losing anything by being with my, my my wife's family or my daughter. It's just what you're supposed to be doing with your time. It's more important things to than, to, you know, just working. Even if you're following your passion, stop. Smell some roses. Eat some barbecue. So that's what I'll be doing this week. So I'll be working intermittently. Intermittingly? I hope I said that right. Or sporadically, I should say facetiously, I'm just going to start throwing out words that's one good thing about watching the Premier League is that the words you hear, oh my god they say shit like apoplectic capitulation shambolic, it's good if you ever want to learn like better vocabulary, watch soccer it's awesome Um, I'm on a tangent I'm all over the place, either way I will be in Hemingway, South Carolina with my family we're going to drive down there, we're going to get back we're going to do more of this I got some work I need to do we don't have an episode coming up this week we're going to do one next week and then it's going to be biweekly until like, august and then if i find people on the fly that i want to interview we'll interview we'll you know we'll put it out so yeah i got some work to do i got cl- i got clients to find i got content to put out and i have more ujima pro- traveling to do and we're moving along here so to anyone who has been feeling busy or down i'm with you stick it out If you need to, take some time to reflect and catch your breath. There's been a lot of stuff going on in terms of layoffs, finances, and this stuff can feel stressful. I feel it too, but it's not this work stuff that we do, this money stuff that we talk about. There's more important things to that. It's okay to disconnect and not think about it sometimes. I've got debt too. But it's not the end all be all. So I hope you're feeling better at the end of this week. I'll be here. What is this? The third one I've done? Fourth? Feeling good. Feeling good. So we're going to keep plugging along. And I hope you keep plugging along as well. Till next time. Peace.